This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome to Enterprise Biz Bites. Good afternoon. It is Friday. I'm Richard Bradbury and welcome to Enterprise Biz Bites. Now, in today's ever-changing business ecosystem, diversity and inclusion have emerged as strategic imperatives for enterprises worldwide. And these principles are now recognized as essential growth drivers of productivity, innovation and overall organizational success. Moreover, according to a CNBC workforce survey in 2021, nearly 80% of workers prefer to be part of a company that values diversity, equity, and inclusion. This just comes to show that embracing diversity is no longer just a moral obligation, but a strategic advantage to an enterprise to stay competitive in both the local and international market. With that in mind, uh, today we'll be discussing the role of leadership in fostering diversity and inclusion within SMEs, the challenges that SMEs face when trying to promote diversity and inclusion, as well as the emerging trends in practices for SMEs in Malaysia. If you have any thoughts, you can WhatsApp us on our U-Mobile WhatsApp number on 018-789-8899. You can also get us on X at BFM Radio. Now, helping us with this conversation is Vaishnavas Devan founder of VV Consulting Group. Vaisana is a recognized HR consultant and entrepreneur with over 13 years in the industry focusing on HR, tech, and business. She also leads a team providing HR and business consultancy to diverse clients like JP Morgan, Mind Valley, and NTT. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Excited okay. to be here. Now, um, first came across your article on uh, MalaysiaBusiness.com. I right. believe it was, uh, MalaysianBusiness.com, uh, titled How Diversity and Inclusion Drive Business Excellent. Great title. Uh, obviously, that's what got us interested first and foremost. That's why you're here talking to us today. Now, give us a sense why diversity and inclusion within SMEs specifically it, you think is important. Okay. Thanks for the question, Richard. So, you know, for me, I've worked with several SME clients and uh, also um, uh, being in the industry for a while now, I've understood that there are certain points that are actually very crucial for the SME, especially in the industry, mm. right? And I think um, the one thing that I would like to highlight first things and foremost is basically the innovation and creativity expect. Um, you know, uh, the diverse workforce, uh, bringing, uh, bringing them together, bringing the people together. And I think, you know, the, the great thing about um, focusing on diversity and inclusion is also the S accessibility to the global markets, mm -hmm. especially when, you know, you have SMEs who are looking at expansion plans, right? Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily just be, you know, uh, in Southeast Asia market, but also the European market, also in, you know, uh, in America. And I think uh, the other part of it, I would say that's very crucial for the SMEs to definitely um, to to tap into the diversity and inclusion expert, it will have to you have to be in terms of the enhancing reputations um, and also um, you know the talent attraction which is very important because right now a lot of a lot of organizations are actually going towards remote working right and when you go remote working what it means that it gives you the opportunity as the organization to actually hire talents from uh, across the globe mm -hmm. so that means then you know ensuring that the focus on culture um, you know, diversity. So it's important for SMEs at these days to adapt to that. Mm. At least to be aware of some of these 
cultural differences as well. Now, yes. it, it, I, I would imagine, though, you know, Malaysia is this, and we use this a lot, and people talk about it, it's a cultural melting pot and all of those kind of things. It is, but it also has its own problems here within Malaysia as well. But because Malaysians are so adaptive and know of all of these different cultures locally as well, yep. do you see that as an advantage for Malaysian SMEs? Yes, definitely it's an advantage because the fact that, you know, um, Malaysia is actually known for the cultural and, and, and things in diversity, which means then this would give the opportunity for uh, an SME to tap into the talent pool, mm. right? Uh, and, you know, um, not just the broader talent pool, but especially the fact that it caters to a more diversity and customer experience as well. Mm. So you don't just tap into the talent uh, diversity, but also in terms of the customer uh, diversity. Mm. Because when you expand your business to um, not just to the local market, you then gain uh, the attraction. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about leadership then a little mm-hmm. bit. What role do you think leadership plays when it influencing and integrating diversity and inclusion within SMEs here in Malaysia? Now, it, it, is this kind of on the backs of, I guess, managers, CEOs to really make inclusion and diversity a, a big thing? Uh, should they feel pressured into having a company that is inclusive? Okay, so recently I've worked with two different um, SMEs, um, organizations. Mm. One that focuses a lot on diversity and inclusivity, whereby the leaders, they they put in a lot of importance on ensuring that they focus on the talent pool, that they focus on, you know, creating uh, policies in, within the organization. They focus on ensuring that they provide awareness and training within the uh, divisions. Mm. I also have other SMEs who actually don't see the importance of that. Right. And the reason for that is because the exposure that they've had is only within the local aspect. Um, you know, when you talk about about the business when I talk about the expansion plans, right? So that being said, now, if I were to talk at the group A, which is the leaderships um, who actually focus on the diversity and inclusion, what they do is they work very closely with HR on building policies, right? They also look at basically the resource allocation. They look at the training programs. They look at uh, the demographics within the organization and how do they ensure of um, attracting uh, the talent pool and bu- building the talent pool from there on. And I think um, the importance with leadership uh, that plays in this role is definitely, um, it does basically benefit in terms of fostering um, the businesses uh, and also improving the performances, innovations and employee engagement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Based on your experience, yeah. what strategies have you seen work well for SMEs, uh, uh, leaders, pr- yeah. uh, particularly here in Malaysia, mm-hmm. who are aiming to promote a, a diverse working culture? Okay. So working with SMEs, um, I think the number one thing that we look at is basically the commitment from the top leadership. I think that's very important because when we look at you know building culture, we look at basically you know from the top from the bottoms up approach. But when we look at instilling cult uh, values within the organization, it's always the top down approach. However, 
this has changed right. within the organization. It's no longer about uh, just having the employees to create the culture. It's always basically the leaders having to ensure that they provide the awareness, such as you know providing the trainings, providing policies. That's why I always say to a lot of organizations and a lot of employers, hiring your HR is very important mm. because they are the ones who are actually the backbone of the organizations and they're the ones who's going to work with you to ensuring that this whole diversity inclusion is a success story at the end of the day for the organization. Mm. And why do I say so? Is because HR is supposed to work with the leadership team to ensure that, that you know, that to ensure that they look at data. At the end, the data is king, right? Mm. So, you know, you look at the demographics, you look at basically, you know, each divisions, you look at the head of departments, uh, you know, how do they promote? How do they attract talents? What is the recruitment process like? Uh, you know, working towards, you know, ensuring that uh, the benefit structure is definitely aligned within the organizations. So these strategies to look at um, within an SME, especially the fact that they would want to focus a lot more now on diversity and inclusion are very, very important. All right. Can you share with me yeah. a, some examples yeah. uh, of SMEs that have um, successfully integrated diversity and inclusion into their leadership culture? Right. Um, first things first, I would say that when they look at expanding or hiring the additional leaders on board, they look at not just in terms of the expertise, but they feel the need of ensuring that non-gender biasness, there is non-race uh, biasness, and ensuring that even when it comes down to the salary packages, it is definitely aligned to the levelings, to the uh, gradings. Is transparency a big thing? Transparency is definitely a big thing, and transparency is a must. So when you when you want to build diversity and inclusion, transparency has to be the main key. Mm. Because at the end of the day, when you are not uh, transparent, what happens is your head of departments will get into a situation where when they when they want to promote or they want to you know provide increments uh, to DR team members, it will go to a point of biasness. That's why I say that not just HR plays a support role, but it's important for the leaders to also be committed in this. Because at the end of the day, the head of departments, or rather I would say junior managers, they do look up mm. to mm. you know to their leaders, right? Mm. In terms of how it's done, or how do we promote, or how do we engage with the employees, how do we ensure? And I think, you know, the, the third point that I want to highlight that's also equally important is doing an employee engagement survey. So when you do an employee engagement survey, you must include these questions in as well, which is to do with diversity and inclusion, right? which is basically equal opportunities. How does your management support you? Uh, how do you find the promotions and increments uh, process like in the organizations? Mm. And so on and so forth. Mm. Great. Vaishna, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you have any questions for myself or Vaishna, you can get us on our U-Mobile WhatsApp number, 018-789-8899. You can get us on X. We are at BFM Radio. When we come back, we're looking at some of the common obstacles maybe and how we can get over those. We are, of course, talking about about diversity and inclusion here on Enterprise BizBytes on BFM 89.9, the business station. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bytes. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm in the studio with Vaishna. She is the founder of VV Consulting Group, a recognized HR consultant and entrepreneur, over 13 years in the industry, focusing on HR, technology, and business. Now, let's talk a little bit about um, 
challenges and obstacles. And we talk about this with, with entrepreneurs quite a lot uh, in, in some of the challenges they face. But when it comes to SMEs, when they try to embrace diversity and inclusion in the workforce, what kind of problems do you see coming up regularly that they have to overcome? Definitely to do with retention. Retention. Yes. Okay. And the second thing will be promotion. Right. That is definitely the um, challenges that they face because especially the fact that um, I think a lot of organizations, they do not have a proper policy or a process or, or a workflow um, that is actually set by HR to ensure that they can tackle their the um, retention aspect of things. So... And on top of that, I would say that um, the promotion aspect, as I mentioned earlier during um, during this conversation, that the promotion aspect has been also put as an importance. And why I'm saying this is because, you know, the diversity, ensuring that there is a clear transparency of how the levelings and gradings are within the organisation, within teams. The other challenges that they face is when they work on the workforce management, they do not look at the demographics. So as much as they give the employee engagement survey um, out to employees, they do not look at basically collecting data on the demographic aspect of things, right? So when I talk about demographic aspect of things, I'm talking about basically, um, you know, ensuring that there is a certain culture in the organization that is being represented. There is certain uh, values are being presented uh, within the organization. And I think um, the last point that I want to mention that is super important here is definitely recruitment. You see, recruitment has plays a very crucial role in SMEs. When you want to look at diversity and inclusion, the first things first you need to do is who are the people that you're bringing in, right? Who are you recruiting? What exactly, um, you know, not just what exactly are the experiences or the expertise or the skill sets, but also, let me give you an example. So tech divisions, yeah, right? Yeah. So tech divisions are hiring, you know, the tech guys, the tech geeks, as per se. And when you look at hiring the tech geeks, you got to understand that, you know, there are other, there are actually a huge talent pool, not just within Malaysia, but also outside of Malaysia, which is India, which is in Europe, which is basically are in even all the way up in Brazil. Anyway. Right? Because they can work remotely pretty uh, much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that being said, um, the recruitment plays a very crucial he- role here, which actually most of the time becomes a struggle for SMEs to t- cater. Because as much as SMEs internally, they can work with HR and they come up with a policy, okay, guys, we need to ensure there's, you know, there is uh, certain demographics. We've got to ensure that there is uh, a balance, right, in terms of within teams. But if recruitment team, a talent acquisition uh, department is not helping helping out with the filtering, then that becomes a problem. Right. So if they have these problems and we're, we're aware of what these problems are, you know, retention is a big thing, you know, uh, talent, uh, attracting talent is not necessarily a tough thing anymore because yeah. they can come from everywhere, yeah. right? How do we overcome these problems then? You know, what, what, what's the resolution? The resolution here is definitely ensuring that you work with a team who understands what diversity and inclusion actually means, right? That's number one. Number two is you got to educate them and bring awareness. So how do you educate and bring awareness is you got to ensure that you set up training programs mm. for especially the key leaders in the organizations and then the managers or junior managers are becoming the head of departments and then basically you got to ensure that everyone plays a big role. Mm. So when you dive into, um, you know, dive into the not just the values, but also ensuring that, you know, the leaders play the crucial role, as I mentioned earlier, 
I think the other aspect of things is also looking at, you know, um, giving back. So when I talk about giving back, the hiring process also should include diversity inclusion and the neurodisability. And what that means is the focus on impact sourcing. So next question then would be, you know, uh, enlighten us on some of the emerging trends in diversity and inclusion practices that you're observing amongst SMEs. Okay. The great thing about this is that I did work with a couple of um, SMEs on actually a project known as impact sourcing. And it is not a common recruitment process, neither is it a common um conversation or topic within the SME's industry itself. So when I had the opportunity to work with two different SMEs on on the focus of um, neurodiversity and disability inclusion, and what this means is that we worked with the NGOs, several NGOs, in ensuring that certain departments were able to hire uh, based on the skills. The first things first when we worked on this project is we worked with the HR, ensuring that, okay, how many headcounts can we, can we forecast for for the entire year, right? So each quarter, what's the target like? How many can we bring in? And then we work with the HODs. So we look at basically each divisions in terms of uh, the expertise that they need, that mm-hmm. they require. And how is it that we could ensure that we could cater these uh, impact sourcing candidates uh, and deploy them within these divisions? So we had to create guidelines. We had to create policies at the end of the day. We had to create a proper uh, benefit structure for them as well, right? Uh, we got to work with NGOs. We got to work with them in terms of ensuring that, um, you know, that we are able to also provide them the advantages of pro- promoting, for example, promoting the NGOs into the diversity aspect of things. So what we did was there was a success story behind this where we actually worked with one of the biggest division, which is customer service. And in call center, the best thing about call center and operations divisions is the fact that they can actually uh, look at, you know, the disabilities of the candidates and not, not focusing in terms of what they could bring value. It's more what value we can bring for them, right? And I think when we look at how do we resolve this, there's many ways that you can actually focus on in terms of um, in terms of putting importance to it. It's just how every SME has to go about it. Because like I mentioned just now, Richard, there's group A and group B. Group A leaders are very committed in terms of ensuring that, you know, they they they, um, they speak on diversity and inclusion. But we also have group B where SMEs, they don't believe in that. I have worked with SMEs who basically only has one race, right? And they do not believe in hiring other races. Why, why is that? Because they feel that, you know, there's no understanding among, you know, culture. But that shouldn't be it, right? We're in 2023 now. But the thing is, we shouldn't just look at oh okay you know what the great thing is we can hire different uh you know different talents from across the world but how about giving back to society as well whereby we focus on you know an impact sourcing project as per se that's why i say the importance of hiring great talent acquisition team the importance of hiring a hr team whereby they are your support system it's important to hire them because and ensuring that they are able to put forth the entire uh, process, the entire policies, and bringing your SME to the next level. Okay. We're going to take a short break here, folks. We've got a few more questions before we wrap up for today. Uh, you tuned in to Enterprise Biz Bites. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm here with Vaishna uh, from VV uh, Consulting Group. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9.
Bias Free Media, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bites. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm in the studio with Vaishnav, the founder of VV Consulting Group. Now, um, I guess the last three questions are, are somewhat related. And when we talk about SMEs adapting to some of the trends that you've just been speaking about, like remote work inclusion, uh, and the these evolving needs uh, of a diverse workforce. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? I mean, you, you spoke about how important it is to get HR involved and how important it is to speak yeah. with the staff and whatever. How do they really adapt, though? Okay, so I think uh, when we look at the aspect that I mentioned just now, which is HR, which is leaderships to look into that, right? I think uh, we also have to look at the employee aspect of things now. So I've mentioned about the employee aspect, which is the HR as a support role, talent acquisition as a support role, leadership as a support role. Now, when I talk about employee, I would like to talk about, you know, looking at the flexible work arrangements, Okay. right? And then we talk about basically the technology investment that we want to provide to them. of this, it, it does play a big role, right, uh, when it comes to um, the investment aspect of things. And then we look at basically um, the cultural differences. So when you look at, you see, as much as the, an organization, an SMEs, wants to go towards um, remote working, we have to also ensure that we bring forth the, the inclusivity and the cultural. So what I meant by that is ensuring that the engagement, employee engagement, plays a very big aspect of this, right? which means bringing everyone together. How do we ensure that if there's certain celebrations of each uh, culture, I mean, each race, or even if it's, you know, each uh, nationality, how do we embrace that? That is very, very important. And then we look at basically the mental health and well-being. Now, mental health and well-being is one of the biggest topics in the workforce, mm. right? Uh, you know, it's not just about, you know, the work-life balance. You Those days people will say, oh, it's work hard, party hard, uh, or work hard, play hard concept. But now it's about the mental health and well-being. So when we look at the diversity inclusion aspect, we have to look at the mental health and well-being for employees as well. That's what inclusivity is about. That's what equality is about at the end of the day, right? It's about understanding what employees go through at the end of the day. That is what is important. And then you have to look at basically not just the... Uh, um, the cultural differences in it and the engagement, you got to look at basically the benefit structure. How do we ensure that that is implemented in the organization? Mm-hmm. I think I want to skip ahead. And when you look at uh, these businesses and, and whether or not they're an SME or, or whatever, what um, practical advice would you give them? What, what steps would you tell them that they need to start on, uh, on their journey? I mean, we... BFM has a very kind of inclusive workspace. We have people from all different cultures, all different races, all different religions. You know, we do pretty good here. And so for me, that's a good example. And I've worked overseas in many different companies and we've it's all been very, very culturally, you know, extravagant, so to speak. What advice would you give to some of these companies who they're setting up, they want to hit these kind of, whether or not it's an SDG goals, you know, cultural inclusivity or whatever it is. What would be the first three steps that you tell them that they need to take? Step one, I think you got to ensure that you focus on the recruitment process because that's when you begin hiring people, bringing in the right talents and uh, ensuring that you have the right people in place, but you also started off right, mm. which means, you know, you got the right races, you got the right nationality on board. That's one. 
And I think step number two is you got to ensure that you have a good team, a good support team who's going to be able to implement the policies. Mm. And, you know, the policies are important. And why is because it goes into the handbook. At the end of the day, you will roll out a handbook. And if you don't touch on any of these topics, and if you don't touch on any of these important policies, it's going to be a challenge in the long run because this was not even set in the beginning itself. Mm. And third is you got to basically practice what you preach, which means if the diversity and inclusivity is what you want to work on and what you want to um, you want to touch on within the organization, or it's what you want to ensure that you are that the brand or the organization is well known for, then you have to ensure that at the end of the day, internally you work on the demographics, you work on the uh, sustainability plan, you work on basically the workforce management, you work on you know the 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 benefit structure, the comp- Compensation, um, you know, work on the aspects of uh, hiring and uh, and giving back. So, like I mentioned just now, right? Uh, working, you know, coming up with the impact sourcing project for, as per se, that will actually, you know, provide you the the growth and provide you the leverage to be able to ensure that you attract good talents as well. Because when they see an SME, whereby at the very beginning itself, you've already you know, put forth the focus on the diversity and inclusion aspect of things where you also want to give back to society mm. by hiring mm. the disabilities. Um, you're already on the right track to begin with. Right. Thank you very much for that. Okay. Thank you, Richard. If you missed that, I've been speaking with Vaishna, the founder of VV Consulting Group. Of course, we have been speaking about the article that she wrote uh, not too long ago, Hive Diversity and Inclusion Drive Business Excellence. If you missed any part of this show, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you normally get it from. Uh, I recommend the BFM app. That's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, of course, same time, same place here on Enterprise BizBytes. Uh, but don't forget, coming up after the 1 o'clock news, we do have the Breakfast Grill replay just after the 1 o'clock news. Keep it here on BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.